Ion 2020 episode 244. What's up everybody? Ray Eaton here, host of Ion 2020, doing another version of a ride with Ray. Ride with Ray. You know what that means? It means that I'm cruising down the street in my car, not in my 6 but anyway, tr- cruising down the street in my car and I'm doing an episode of the recording of the episode. And the reason why I'm doing that uh, lately a little bit more is just because there's some stuff that's going on and I need to make sure that I focus as much attention as I can on uh, family and, you know, make sure that I take as much of my time or, you know, spend as much of my time with them and spend as much of my time uh, focusing on them rather than focusing on the show in the evening time, okay? Usually I would record the show in the evening time while I'm at home, but I told you guys this the other day, I spend a lot of time in my car every day and that uh, just gives me the time, the freedom to do some recordings. Now I take a bunch of notes and stuff, and I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing. I just make sure that uh, I focus on the road. I got my little Bluetooth going right now, uh, talking to y'all. So here I am, here I am. But I appreciate you joining me, I really do. Uh, this is your libertarian look at the 2020 election, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Is You know what I'm going to be talking about? Why on earth the Democrats hate all their candidates? I really am. Why do they hate all their candidates? Harvard did a poll, and it was actually one of the polls that I've seen that has the most people that was asked. I mean, most polls, they'll ask 500 people, 700 people, 1,000 people. I've seen some that have like 1,400 people. This one had 1,872 people that they asked these questions, okay? And it was a Harvard poll, and... You think Harvard, okay, so it must be pretty well scientific. They must have higher standards. Who knows? I'm not sure if that's the case, whether if they have the higher standards or not. But they were asking, can like which candidate on the Democratic ticket do you support the most? And when you took the current candidates, they were asking about the current candidates, and Joe Biden, 28%, right? Yeah, that's normal. That's about where everyone's been at, 28%. This is a national poll now, so... 28% is about where Joe Biden's been been at for the last couple of months. He's pretty steady where he's at as well. He's gone down a little bit. There's been some people that take away from him as they get more popular, like Kamala Harris, like Pete Buttigieg. They'll take away from him a little bit, but then he goes back up as those people start going back down. So 28%, and then the next person behind him was Bernie Sanders, and then Elizabeth Warren, then Pete Buttigieg, Right? Pete Buttigieg, I think, had 8% in that poll. So not too popular. Pete Buttigieg, who's I've been thinking is going to be the sleeper in this. I've been saying it from when he first announced and I started hearing him on TV. I was like, man, this guy really is a solid candidate. Like, not from a libertarian point of view, obviously, but from the pure aesthetics, like the way that he looks, he has that look. He's a younger guy also. Democrats love younger guys. He is doing a pretty good job of being a progressive, but towing the moderate route pretty well also. So, And then it really comes down to the fact that he is eloquent when he speaks. And Democrats love that. They get mesmerized by people like that, don't they? Every Democrat I've ever seen, I mean, especially if you look at the polls, like they love them a Bill Clinton, some of that has charisma. They love them a Barack Obama probably the most charismatic president ever 
I mean, I don't know. I've never actually viewed Franklin Roosevelt or, you know, George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or anything like that. And I've never got to see them and their charisma. But it, in the modern times, the people that you see on TV, like Barack Obama had some charisma, guys. You cannot deny it. I don't think anyone can deny the charisma that Barack Obama had. And nobody on that stage at all has that charisma. The most charismatic person on the stage that I've seen is Cory Booker, and he is getting nowhere. I don't know why, but he is running a campaign based upon love and forgiveness and all that stuff, and that's kind of, it's no hope and change by any means, if you know what I mean. So, uh, yeah, but Pete Buttigieg, I always thought he was going to be the, he was going to be probably the sleeper, and he still might be. He's pulling well in Iowa, he's pulling well in New Hampshire, he's pulling well in a lot of the states. But I think when Bloomberg got in, it really pulled some of the moderates away from Pete Buttigieg and put him towards uh, put him towards Michael Bloomberg. But also, Pete Buttigieg had some things that came up lately that I started noticing were pulling away from his campaign as well, like the fact that he cannot get... It's like he's on a very hard time getting the African-American vote. He's looked at as possibly somebody that does not sympathize with African-American values or African-American issues. Maybe too much of a police, you know, too much interested in supporting the police in this city. I have no idea. But he's starting to get a little bit of a bad label, especially in his community. And that's going out. That's kind of affecting his campaign. But, um, but yeah, so you had... Pete Buttigieg was in, you know, fourth place, and then everyone else was kind of below that, you know? Uh, Michael Bloomberg is consistently getting like 5 or 6% in some of these polls, and I think he was right around there in this Harvard poll as well. But um, Joe Biden, still the clear frontrunner of the people that are running. But the funny thing is, this is what I'm talking about, why do Democrats hate their candidates? Why? They just are not happy with the pool of candidates they have. They had like 28 people running at one point. Now they have like 17 people running still. 17 of them. Maybe even 18. I don't know. I'd have to. It's hard to keep count. I mean, if I lost two fingers, I'd, I wouldn't be able to figure out a count, you know, by my fingers and toes. So it's. But why do the Democrats hate their candidates? There's nobody that they feel confident in. I mean, look at this. Joe Biden can't save himself from making a gaffe for the life of him. I think he actually has his wife do more speaking than he does when he's on a campaign trail so he doesn't make any mistakes. And then he'll get other people up there so he doesn't make any mistakes. And then he does his little stump speech. And if he gets off track, if he starts to talk off script, he starts making mistakes. And that's like the news headline every other day. Every time Joe Biden gets up, he's making a mistake. He's making a gaffe. He's saying something that doesn't make sense. And now that they're looking for it, they're going to find it in every single thing that he does. Every one of his speeches, they're going to find it. They're not going to find that in Pete Buttigieg's speeches. They're not going to find that in Bernie Sanders' speeches. They're not going to find that in Elizabeth Warren's speeches because they're not looking for it in their speeches. But in Joe Biden's speeches, they are. So they don't like Joe Biden, but they're going to vote for him because he's the most electable. He's the person that has the best chance of beating Donald Trump. And that's what everyone says, even in this poll. They said, why do you support Joe Biden? Because he's most likely going to be able to beat Donald Trump. They asked in the poll, what's your second reason for 
voting for Joe Biden. And like 15% said it was his issues. Like 48% said he's the most likely to be able to beat Joe Biden. So, and then they ranked it. What was the most important reason that you're going to vote for somebody this year? And they said, you know, in like a clear majority as well, like 60% were saying somebody that could beat Donald Trump. They want someone that could beat Donald Trump. That's it. That's the most important thing is that they beat Donald Trump. That's what Democrats feel. So that's why they're supporting Joe Biden because none of the other candidates seems like they could beat Donald Trump. So let's go down the list then. Why on earth do they not like Bernie Sanders? Why don't Democrats like Bernie Sanders? Well, you know what? 20% of people do. Bernie Sanders has been around 16 to 24%. The on every poll, that's where he polls at. He never goes below 10%. He never I don't think he ever goes below 15%. But he never goes below that. But he never gets higher than you know, 22, 23%. He rarely beats anybody, you know, any of the front runners. He, he rarely beats Joe Biden or Elizabeth Warren. So why don't they like Bernie Sanders? The young people love him, right? But they're not going to vote. People that are like under, under 26, I think it's under 30 or something like that, votes for Bernie Sanders at like 40%, 50% support. But those people are unlikely to vote. They're the least likely to vote of any of the voters. Joe Biden, on the other hand, the older people, people that are like 45 and older, are going to vote for him like 50% likely to vote for him. Because he's the most electable, and that's what they want, I guess. They don't like Bernie Sanders. Why on earth do they not like Bernie Sanders? The reason why they don't like Bernie Sanders... You could probably predict what I'm going to say, so don't be surprised. Because he's a socialist. He really is. He has this aggressive idea of bringing democratic socialism to America. And people are scared of that. They don't want crazy amounts of change, guys. They don't. Most voters want the status quo maybe a little bit better. They don't want somebody to come in and just change the system, tearing down the system. They don't want somebody, most of the time, that is a, you know, a societal change, like there's going to be a societal change to America. They don't want that. Now, younger people love that stuff because younger people are revolutionaries. Younger people have enough time on their hands where they could start thinking about that stuff. Younger people have not built their entire life on the system that we have now and the longer you build your life on that system the more you're looking to protect that system unless you lost everything for example all of us we have our like if you're older if you're in your 30s and 40s you've probably started building up a 401k and an IRA you built a house you bought a house you have things going on in your life right you have kids you want as minimal amount of change as possible yeah, if you're a normal person that's not like an ideologue like myself or a lot of libertarians, you're going to want a politician who's going to be like able to promise you a little bit and is going to get it. Like you're going to look for, what are you going to do for me? What's in it for me? That with them. That's what they always ask about salespeople. Like what's the with them? What's in it for me? That's what all the sales, that's what all of the um, sales prospects are asking. What's in it for me? And that's what that's what people are asking as well. 
that are not like not like a libertarian who is like very idealistic in what we believe you know but most people are like that they want they want something but they don't want too much and that's what Bernie Sanders is offering too much he's offering too much change he's offering societal destruction essentially and this is what we're going to do we're going to have the government take over healthcare we're going to have the government take over college we're going to have the government take over tuition we're going to have the government take over all pre-k education we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to do everything that we can to force employers to pay $15 an hour and we're going to sue them if they don't and we're going to make Walmart and all these big corporations this is the newest thing that he was talking about is they're going to tax them if any of their employees are on welfare then they're going to tax them that amount that they've had that the government has to pay welfare like if the government pays for welfare for 10 people and they each of them get $500 a month so that's what $5,000 a year or $5,000 a month that's being paid out then that corporation is going to be taxed on $5,000 like there's all kinds of things that Bernie Sanders wants to do that are just changing the current system. So that's why Democrats don't like Bernie Sanders. That's it. It's very simple. There's people that love him, there's people that don't like him, and I think that that's just too much. Now let's look at Elizabeth Warren. She was booming for a while, wasn't she? She had a plan for that. She did. Elizabeth Warren. I Miss Elizabeth, I got a plan for that. Warren had a plan for everything. But you know what the problem is? This is the problem, guys. And I'm sure Republicans are like this as well. So don't think I'm just picking on the Democrats. But Democrats don't want too many too many uh, details to the plan. They don't. Because once you start getting into the details, you have to start figuring out how to pay for it. You have to start figuring out how to make it happen. The logistics of the entire scenario and it breaks down. To just talk about ideals, that's what Barack Obama never had a plan for nothing. He just promised this and promised that and talked about how great the world should be and talked about a utopia. Elizabeth Warren, all she has to do is talk about the utopia, and that's it. Talk about how great and grand our government will be when it starts providing everything to everybody, okay? That's it. You don't have to have a plan for that. You don't have to have a detailed 20-point plan. No one's going to read it, first of all. And all it does is allows the pundits to beat it up. So she's gotten beaten up in the in the polls lately because the pundits are beating up her plan. Miss Elizabeth, I got a plan for that. Warren has fallen in the polls. And she will continue to fall in the polls. She's not going anywhere. And by the way, she's just as far to the left on social issues and on economic issues as Bernie Sanders is. So that's it. Now, none of those three that I just mentioned are like valid or, you know, advocates for exiting the wars at all. And that's something you never hear on the campaign trail either. And I think that if one of them became a outspoken advocate for ending the wars overseas, I think that one of them might take off with other groups as well. But Bernie Sanders is in the right place. His heart's in the right place on the foreign interventions. But he's not making that a center point of his campaign at all, and has not even considered that. He kind of, you know, does not go on to those subjects at all. He doesn't talk about them. Elizabeth Warren avoids it as well. And then, obviously, 
Joe Biden is like a status quo kind of guy. Yeah, let's just, you know, security state's fine. And let's make sure that we are taking care of our interests overseas and all that BS, right? So those are your three frontrunners. Why on earth does everyone hate them? Well, that's what I just talked about. Pete Buttigieg, too young, not experienced enough. Yeah, does that lose campaigns? Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. For Democrats, they tend to like a younger guy, but um, he's just not getting the support among... He's not... What it is is he's not getting the the crowds out there. He's not getting the... Like, Barack Obama by this point in his campaign was like, you know, huge crowds, lots of people just going to see him. Who is this guy, Barack Obama? He's so charismatic when he speaks. He really knows his stuff. He gets you inspired. I don't think that while Pete Buttigieg has the the policies down pat, he has the speeches down pat, I don't think he has like the inspiration down pat. That's probably what's hurting his campaign. But um, And also, I think that the... Maybe the... Um, the older people within the party, the people that are not looking for someone that's brand new, looking for someone that can beat Donald Trump. Yeah, this, they're looking for someone that can beat Donald Trump, and they don't think that's the guy. So even like the, you know, the people that are deep into the party, they're probably trying to get him out because of that. So they're starting to, you know, make it sound like he's like a racist or not supporting African American rights or whatever it is. You know, they're going after him for certain things. And uh, you're starting to see him falter in the polls a little bit. But he will be in the debates, so we'll see how that goes for him. Um, and that's pretty much the four front runners, and that's about it. Because you don't hear much about Cory Booker anymore. You don't hear much about any of these other candidates, really. Oh, Michael Bloomberg. Like, why aren't they liking him? Well, he did take off pretty fast. Went up to 6% in some of the polls. I saw one as high as 8%, I think. So... Yeah, he is doing well for somebody that just entered the campaign. But that's obviously just, like, the fact that he just jumped in and it was, like, an exciting thing. It was the first time he was on the polls. And, yeah, people look at him and say, I like him. But then they get to know him and they start to realize that he really does want to control people through taxes. I talked about that the other day on the show. Control people through taxes, yeah. He admits it freely, like... If you tax it, they'll get less of it. So we're going to tax soda, tax and regulate food and Sprite and unhealthy foods and everything else. And we'll make people do what we want them to do because we're going to tax them if they do it. So anyway, Michael Bloomberg, he'll start falling as well. So why on earth do they hate these candidates? Why would they hate these candidates? Why is it that um, none of them are satisfied with the candidates because this is what happened in this poll they did one with the current group of people and they get they did the polling on that of the current group and then they added in hillary clinton if hillary clinton was running if that was one of your choices who's your choice and hillary clinton get this guys 21 percent for joe biden 22 percent for hillary clinton Can you believe that? I do. I do. 22% for Hillary Clinton. She was beating all the people in that poll. Every single one of them. She drew at least 7% of that from Joe Biden because Joe Biden went from 28 to 21. 
but she also pulled away from Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Pete Buttigieg. She's the centrist that they want. The Democrats want Hillary Clinton, and she's not in the race. But why would they go from supporting Joe Biden and supporting all these other people and then jump over to Hillary Clinton when they throw her name into the mix? What is going on with that? It's just because they're not happy with their candidates. They're not. Because you would think, this is what I thought. This is really what I thought. When I was talking about Hillary Clinton possibly getting into the race a couple months ago, I really did think that if she got into the race, that she would top out at 4 or 5% and then realize that she made the wrong decision and then get out. Or maybe she might become the second place run, the second place person in that race. Maybe she would become a front runner but not the leader. That's what I was thinking. She'd be able to raise the money. She'd be able to get people behind her. She already has people that would probably campaign hard for her. She'd probably be able to get on the debate stage, not maybe not in December, but in January. Like, she'd get those donations. She'd get the big money bundlers and all that. Like, she's a safe choice for the Democrats. Somebody that could probably beat Donald Trump or possibly beat Donald Trump. The Jeffrey Einstein thing happens, and she gets a little bit... Um, weary about jumping in at that point because Jeffrey Epstein just killed himself and everyone, the whole meme thing is going around that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself and it shows pictures of her and, you know, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton with a noose around someone's neck or something like that, making fun of them, calling them the people that might have killed them and all that, you know so, (coughs) maybe she doesn't jump in then but does she jump in sometime this month? Clearly, she could be the front runner, guys. She can. And she's somebody that they could probably presume, presume would be able to beat Donald Trump. So, why do the Democrats hate their candidates? Because none of them are Hillary Clinton, I guess. None of them are that popular. None of them are that. I don't know. I, I really don't get it. Because Hillary Clinton was a flawed candidate then, and she'll be just as, a, just as flawed of a candidate now, yet. When they pull 2,000 Democrats in this Harvard poll with Hillary Clinton's name on that list, they go for Hillary Clinton. Amazing. Amazing. So, that's interesting, though. I just wanted to bring that to you guys today. I did. And uh, the main reason why I brought it to you today is because I do not want to talk about impeachment. I do not want to talk about impeachment. Nope. I'm so tired of hearing about impeachment. So, um, that is the headline, though. Hillary Clinton is the front runner in the Democratic race, and she's not even running. So, uh, imagine that though: Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. Could the de- could the Libertarians get ten million votes if those two ran again? Like that would be our chance as Libertarians to be like, look at these two idiot parties putting up the same idiot people two elections in a row and both of them are idiots, both of them are the people that you don't want to be running this country both of them are the lesser of two evil, like, the or the evils and here's our guy, here's our candidate that wants this is what he wants to do he wants to leave you alone bring our troops home and lower your taxes 
He wants to leave you alone and bring the troops home. And he wants to limit the government. That's it. That's all he wants to do. How different would that be if we were able to get a good, solid libertarian candidate going against Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton? But I don't think she's getting in, so that's just me. I'm not convinced in it. She would have had to do it in November. Like, the time is ticking. But you know what? Tonight, maybe I'll re- when I have some time, maybe I'll research when does when is the cutoff line, like, the cutoff time to get in. Oh, then the other thing is this. And this is, like, what a lot of Democrats are saying as well. That they're talking about possibly having a, like, having the normal primaries, right? But then nobody wins the primary. Nobody wins the primary. Then they have, then they can go to the Democratic convention next summer and just nominate who they want to. And it just happens to be Hillary Clinton. Maybe, maybe that happens. Who knows? That would be interesting though, right? That would be interesting. So let's see what happens. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. And I will be here to tell it. I'll be here to tell the story, all right? So uh, I appreciate all those that continue to listen to this show. I really do. Iontheempire.com is the website. I post some articles there about like foreign policy stuff and also some stuff that goes on with the elections as well. Iont the Empire on Facebook and on Twitter. You can message me there. That's always the easiest, probably the easiest place to get a hold of me is through Iont the Empire uh, on the Facebook page, okay? And then, uh, Ray at I Am The Empire, if you want to email me, Ray at the I Am is the place to do that. Uh, if you are listening through an Apple device and you have a second today, go ahead and give me a five-star rating and review, okay? That's something that I would certainly appreciate you doing. Um, five-star ratings help out a lot when you're doing search results. It also helps out when you do a review. Apple's little algorithm is really... Uh, tough to figure out and uh i want to make sure that this is the place where people when people type in libertarian or libertarian podcast that i'm in that top you know five or six okay so and that's helps by doing that five story so if you like the show if you like me if you like what i'm doing then go ahead and do that all right uh and then come back tomorrow so you can have clear vision for 2020have 2020 vision with ion 2020 your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election i am ray eaton and i will keep you up to date daily until november 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news thank you for joining me now let's clear our vision